Yes, sir. Yes. Right on. Welcome to Authentic Entrepreneur. I am your host, Chad Wagner. Authentic Entrepreneur is about real people living their truth through entrepreneurship. I'm super excited today to actually be in the studio, in the home of Eric Sloan, the creator of Sloan Fitness. Eric, pleasure being here. Yeah, thanks for Yeah. Dream Team. Yeah. So guys, just to get the show started off, if you could kind of introduce yourselves, your kind of role in, in Sloan Fitness. Yeah. And then we'll kind of break off into the business. So uh, I'm the founder. I started this thing. Um, well, it's been like a, it's been kind of like a, a side project for a while now, but um, like really started putting some serious effort into it. Maybe like eight months ago or something like that. And um, my main role is like I got I got a lot of ideas, so I kind of uh, I kind of like the the idea type guy, and um, basically like all all of our uh, products are gonna be like fitness related. That's something that I'm really into, and um, yeah. So there's a bunch of products that I use myself that are like okay, but a few small tweaks would make them like far better. And um, so I've come up with a couple ideas and then we kind of just like honed in on the easiest one to start out with. And uh, we're basically working on getting those launched. And um, so that's kind of my role is more like, uh, like product focused and like getting the whole manufacturing thing going, which has been like, uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giant pain in the ass. Like, we have all this shit set up here, you know, because we uh, haven't been able to find anybody who would like take the care to uh, do things like up to the standards that we want to yeah. like have represent ourselves. Yeah. So uh, we're just we're taking it into our own hands now. But yeah, that's really my role. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see all those little like tape notes on the machine, like yeah. and all the the little uh, settings just tweaked exactly right and everything. So yeah, you're, you're kind of the brains behind this and the product designer. Yeah, kind of sort of. And like Cliff had said at one point, it's kind of like almost like I'm like the uh, like engineer or architect or something like that. And he's like very much uh, really good at like executing. And so we kind of have um, like different skill sets there. Yeah. And I feel like it's super good for me to have somebody to kind of like keep me on track and so I don't get off in the weeds too much, you right. know what I mean? Definitely. Cool yeah. Hodges? Yeah, um, so I like to call myself the creative director. Um, so I, I met this guy at a mastermind and this was, this was sometime last year, I don't even remember when it was, yeah, but yeah. it was like sometime like later on, later in 2017. And uh, he was talking about this project that he started, this, this company, Sloan, and he was talking about, he was at that time still having problems with manufacturers, yeah. like trying to find, like, I think at that point you were still trying to do stuff in China. I, I think so, and like, I was like, I think it, I was, my heart was never really into having it done in China yeah. at all anyways, so I was like, kind of looking for any up. excuse to, to go another route. But yeah, yeah I think uh, yeah. at that time I was like in the beginning stages of like realizing, all right, I'm not gonna do it in China. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, 
And so he was talking about, and I was like really interested in, in what he was talking about. I didn't live in Austin at the time. I lived in Harker Heights, which is about an hour north of here. And I was just here visiting for the mastermind. And, uh, you know, if you guys don't know what a mastermind, I mean, if anybody doesn't know what a mastermind is, basically a lot of people get together that have similar interests or they're basically, our thing was we'd get together, we would talk about the projects that we were currently working on, like, it could be like a work project, it could be like a relationship thing, or just whatever we wanted Anything, to talk yeah. about, and then just get everyone's feedback, and they'd ask you questions, and try to help you to clarify what you're doing, and what your goals were, yeah. and what to do next, and so on, so. The group would kind of help solve the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. or at least help you to solve your own problem by yeah. like asking you the right questions, like it's super valuable, and like. There's a lot of really like smart people, like very wise people too, yeah, that much like, wiser than us. Yeah, but uh, have some like very good insights yeah. that you wouldn't think of yourself. Um, so yeah, but I was like really interested in what he's doing. I was like, that's really cool, and you know, we kind of talked a little bit about it, and um, just uh, I was still living in Harker Heights at the time, like I said, and he just reached out to me at one point and was like, hey man, I don't know what you're doing in your life. Like I know you got other stuff going on, but. I was wondering if maybe I can get your help with some uh, design work. Because um, I do a little graphic design work. That's like very much not a skill set of mine, <laughs> like anything like technical. Yeah. Right? So, That's, yeah. yeah, and like I was like, yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely do that. I'm, I'm actually excited to do that. And so um, we worked together a little bit and we kind of hashed out some, uh, some different uh, design stuff. And that's kind of like how I got started with him. And I, uh, he actually invited me. He's like, hey man, why don't you come stay here for like, at my apartment for like three weeks. I heard there was a reason why, wasn't there? There was a reason why. I, I don't why. remember exactly yeah. why, but it was like, basically we, we wanted to like, cause I know it was kind of clunky going back and forth through email on the phone, like remotely. Yeah. And we were having to send each other stuff. So, um, I think that might have been the reason why, just to like be in the same space and like kind of bounce off of each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I came and I stayed with him for three weeks and then at some point through the process, I think I had a couple beers and I was like, hey man, you wanna rent out that office room to me? <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, hold up man, like we'll, we'll talk about that later or whatever, like just chill. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. So, um, but then like I went back, went back home and um, we basically made an arrangement that, and I moved in with them, and we've been working together with it ever since. So yeah, that's been like what six months or something. That was in January when I moved in. First met you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. And Eric, so yeah. you are not from Austin, right? No. Yeah, I'm from when California. And, when and what brought you to Austin? Um. So, like, so basically, I think it was. Sometime in 2016, um, I realized like how unhappy I was with my current like life situation and my career that I was in. Uh, I'm like an electrician by trade, and um, but like that was just not very fulfilling to me. And I went and I did a uh, like a, a week long like boot camp in LA, and then after that I realized like all right like. I'm super unhappy and things are not changing and I was spending the majority of my time around electricians like you know I would work with them they were my friends and we would go hang out on the weekends and um, it's 
I just realized like if I wanted to make some changes, then I would need to uh, like surround myself with a different type of person. And I was in a very unique situation because like I'm not married, I don't have any kids, you know what I mean? So I wasn't like tethered down to this job. Yeah. And uh, two of my like two of my best friends back home, they they came to a trip. They went on a trip to Austin. And they came back and they were like, dude, Sloan, it's super awesome. It's like right up your alley, da 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 da. Uh, like, we're, me, my friend Casey's like, me and Dion, we're gonna move there, man. And I, when they said that, that was like, I already had this idea in my head that I had to like make some serious changes and kind of get out of my home environment. And uh, so like, I kind of just decided, like, when they told me that, like, fuck it, dude, like, I'll move too, you know what I mean? And uh, like the long and short of it is like they both they they both flaked out like they decided they're like yeah my girlfriend's here and I got my job and like I had already made up my mind though and I was like screw it I'm gonna go regardless and I I decided to move here uh, not really like I hadn't even been here yet when I decided I was like screw it dude I just need like I need some serious change in my life yeah you know and um, yeah so I I quit like a pretty a very like secure well-paying job that was just very um like predictable as far as what my life was going to look like you know and um it just wasn't something that was making me happy so i quit that and moved out here with a lot of like unknowns um and yeah i've been on like this pretty gnarly journey since then um yeah like when i when i was back home i was so the, the tagline for our brand is fitness is therapy. And uh, like that's something that like I wholeheartedly agree, agree with and believe in. And um, like I've really struggled like big time with anxiety and depression throughout my life. And uh, you know, like I, f I feel like exercise and like the lifestyle, like getting plenty of sleep, eating the right foods and that kind of thing has been um, like a, very much like a savior to me you know to get me through some really dark times and anyway so when I decided to move here like things had gotten really bad in my life like I was things were not good and um, so around the time that I moved out here I also scheduled a, uh, a trip to Peru where I did some work in the jungle with like some different plant medicines like really the only one anybody would know is ayahuasca and um, yeah so that that trip those three weeks in the jungle like it's almost like I was in this fork in the road in my life and it's like I was doing so bad and suffering so much it's like something had to give like I was either gonna go like downhill or things were gonna change for the better and uh like that work that I did in Peru was just like the slight like you know like yeah. a little hitch to like get me like just going like one degree towards the positive this direction. is all kind of mental struggle you were going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, just very, like, my depression had gotten, like, out of control. It was, like, yeah. treatment, like, treatment resistant and, like, very serious. And, uh, so, yeah, that was the, the beginning of me, like, finding, um, like, healing. So, yeah. yeah. Fitness is definitely something that, you know, I've, I feel like in my life, the same, uh, really brings, uh, peace and more energy to me. Yeah. Um, it gets me out of my head because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm such an entrepreneur and such a thinker all the time that you know I'll get depressed yeah. you know, um, mm -hmm. or anxiety yeah. so for me the best way to escape that is 
you know, a really good movie that really captures me. Sure. Get out and, and mm -hmm. move fitness or move. skateboarding or yeah. Or move. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I remember you told me uh, we were sharing a beer at uh, down at Rainy um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you said uh, you told like how you're like anytime you get like overly anxious or you start getting like you know irritable or whatever, your wife is like you need to go skate. Yep. Yeah. So it's like she can sense it. Yeah. The dog can sense it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, go, man. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's all it takes, man. Yeah. Getting out there, and so I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, definitely. So a trip to Peru. Yeah. And then here to Austin. I I'm kind of the same in that you know we moved to Austin a year ago, mm -hmm. sight unseen. Yeah. And we didn't know one person here. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? It's it's perfect because. The other thing for me is experiencing newness, mm -hmm. where I've never been down this road. Yeah. I've never eaten this food or talked to these people. Yeah. Everything's brand new, like when you're a kid. Yeah. I, yeah. I thrive on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, it's, for me, like I was able to kind of like choose the people that I would surround myself with, yeah. whereas uh, back home it was just kind of like built into my situation. It was like either I grew up with these people or I worked with them. And uh, like these are people that that I love wholeheartedly, but still here it's like I was able to like for example uh, the mastermind that we're part of like those people I found through a uh, like an online course that was offered that had a meet up here in Austin at the end and those people that were like very much into the same things and like at the same point in their lives. Uh, I met them there, and then, like, those are my closest friends out here in Austin, you know, so I was able to, like, choose uh, the type yeah. of, you know, people I wanted to surround myself with. Sure. That's pretty rare if you really stop and think about it, like... Usually, you just oh, yeah. you're friends with you your got, coworkers. You got your family, right. yeah. you got your coworkers, yeah. Yeah. and maybe one or two high school buddies that yeah, exactly. you still yeah. want to hang with. Yeah, yeah. But most of the time, like... You need that. You need to to really choose your situation, and that's yeah. powerful, man. I'm yeah. glad you could do that. Yeah, I'm very and fortunate. Like, we have such an amazing opportunity now, like with the internet and with mm -hmm. Facebook groups and different right. things like that. Like my parents, they were stuck with whoever they went to school with or whoever they were in their little small town with, you know. So, right with the power of the internet, I mean, we can reach out to anybody. Yeah, you know, mentors, yeah, like-minded people. I was it, talking to um, some guys in India, yeah, on our podcast, like, yeah, yeah, sharing ideas, and it's like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, right. It's very cool. Yeah, and it's like a lot of time too. I I feel like there's like this uh, like almost misconception that you're just gonna be friends with these people online. Like, we actually all met. You know what I mean? And like these people. Uh, like it's just not like just like an online only type of relationship. Like these are people that are like actually in my life. Yeah, you know, we hang know out with all the time. Yeah. So. so Sloan Fitness is Therapy is the brand. Yeah. Um, it's it's starting out as kind of one product. It'll develop into multiple products, and then what else kind of goes along with that? Is it kind of like a a mindset or a, a tribe that you're building or? classes or kind of what all is involved in, in Sloan down the road? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like our, our tagline is like the overarching uh, like mission, you know what I mean? Um, basically, like my goal is to provide like the, the highest quality and like most innovative uh, products that are 
fitness related that you can buy. You know what I mean? So like, for example, the wrist wraps that we're, we're going to start selling here in a bit, they're like, a wrist wrap is, is not that complex of an item, but we've made it like the best that it could possibly be and perfect in every way. And uh, it's going to be like, I would like to think of it as like the Louis Vuitton of like wrist wraps, you know, like if you want the absolute best and the highest quality handmade, um, that's like, you buy your wrist wraps from us. And that's kind of the, uh, as far as like the physical, I kind of want to like maintain that, that sort of philosophy uh, with all the products. And like, I'm kind of reminded of Patagonia. I don't know if you know Patagonia, the brand, yeah. but they're very much the same way. Like they're, like everything they sell is a little bit more expensive. But I listened to an interview with the, uh, the founder and it's almost like with Patagonia, if you buy a Patagonia jacket, like you don't really own the jacket, like they own it for your life. So like anything happens with it, they will take care of it. Like they, like once you buy the jacket once, you don't need to buy that jacket again. And um, I would kind of like to see, like, I, I feel like that's really cool. And I think that it would be awesome if other people felt the same way about us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Patagonia is an example. I don't know a lot about them, but I know that the people that do buy that and wear that, they are sort of a tribe. For yeah. Sure. They look at it and they know, oh, you must climb mountains or you must yeah. fucking yeah. do something adventurous. Sure. Yeah. And so that's really cool too. Yeah. To yeah. Build that tribe, that culture. I think also to add on, like, um, like I'm in charge of the social media, and another thing we're definitely doing is like offering that, like, you know, fitness is therapy, so offering the, uh, the, the motivational and inspirational content online. That's not like our number one goal. Our number one goal is to make the best products, but um, that is something that we're offering and we will develop more in the future. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, go ahead. Like one thing I was gonna say about that too is uh, I feel like, so like bros with beards like me don't really talk about like, uh, their feelings or like yeah. if they if they have something like emotional going on like struggling with depression or anxiety and um, It's like something that literally everybody's gonna go through at some point in their life Like some people might struggle with it like I did in a much more significant way Other people might just have like different periods of life where shit happens and like you got to deal with with uh, You know with like anxiety and depression and all those types of things and like being fit is like a tool in order to get through that. And I, I just feel like if, uh, all right, so one example is as soon as I started talking about this with my friends who like, I would never really talk about this sort of thing with, t hell of people started opening up. They're like, oh dude, like I, like I'm going to see a guy once a week and like, I've been struggling with this or that. And, um, so no it, idea. yeah, like nobody, like nobody would, would mention it because I'm not sure why to be, to be honest with you. But, um, it just seems like something that it's like part of the human condition and talking about it is uh, like makes it more normal. It's hard, it makes you feel vulnerable. Yeah, but it's just like you're gonna go through it and everybody else is gonna go through it at some point yeah. and um, there's like different tools and techniques that you can use to get, to make it easier. Yeah. And like the one that works best for me is fitness, you know what yeah. I mean? So I just wanna, share that with uh with the world yeah and, and by people starting to talk about it 
like you say, you find out like your friends, your family, the people around you, they're going through stuff too. Like yeah. you're not, it's not just you. Like that's kind of, you know, something that's part of the human condition. You know, it's like we, we experience. Like you're gonna suffer. Yeah. Like it's, it just, yeah. you know, part of life. Yeah. Yeah, you're sharing your life experience and just being authentic, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely gonna attract more people to you. Um, the good people. Yeah, you know, yeah, the exactly. Kind of people. For sure. So that's yeah. cool. Let's talk about this wrist strap that you've created. Um, I've taken a look at it and it, it's pretty, uh, it's a simple product, but you've obviously made some adjustments to something that was already in existence yeah. and um, improved it. Yeah. First of all, tell me, because I don't lift weights, so, yeah. so what is it designed to do? Um, do you want to go for it, Cliff? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take this. Um, he likes it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically it's like, it's it's a wrist wrap, so it's a wrap. Does he wrap around your wrist? Yeah, and, uh, self-explanatory. Right, but it's for, um, it's for lifting weights, mostly for uh, pressing motion, so it'd be like a bench press or a shoulder press or something like that. Um, basically when you start to like when you're lifting like lighter weights you don't need anything like this like you want to you want to do it without anything you want to kind of develop some like wrist strength and forearm strength and stuff like that but when you start getting into like benching over 300 pounds and stuff like that or maybe even before depending on like how you are maybe you have carpal tunnel or something like that you need a little extra support but basically like you wrap this sucker around your wrist get it tight that wasn't very tight but you get it tight and then now you have like it's like a cast and this is this is keeping this from doing a lot of movement like so when you're when you're pressing like you want the force to be transferred to your to your pecs to your triceps you don't want to be like trying to lift it with your wrist you know what i mean does that make sense it's like a weak link that you're yeah. you're like protecting that exactly that it's like link. it's like you said the other day like it's it's chest day it's not wrist day like you're yeah. not trying to <laughs> you're not trying to like lift this like barbell loaded down with weights with your wrist like you want it on the chest on your pecs and you know the muscles that you're trying to build right um Preventing injury. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of people when they get in a fight, they try to punch someone, then they they fuck up their wrist because right. like this thing, if you don't know how to like use it right, like it's 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 a weaker joint. Definitely. So yeah, and so like what I noticed, like this is something that I've been using for a long time. You know what I mean? And there was just like a couple of small uh, like annoying parts to it. Like for example, the thumb loop. The way that we have this thumb loop going on, it just, it's like a, got like an inverted twist is what we're calling it, but basically it sits flat around your thumb and like nobody else is doing this. So when you get somebody else's wrist strap on, this thing like kind of uh, almost like rolls over on itself and it's like super uncomfortable in this crease in your hand. Right. Um, so it's like, dude, why, like this is, it doesn't take any more material or time. Like why is it? Simple fix. Yeah. Uh, another thing that happens is like when I put the, these on like my goal is to get these as tight as I can so that like this this joint is almost solid so when you pull this thing real tight you're like encapsulating your your wrist joint in it um this is super heavy-duty elastic and it gets like 
after you, you use them for a couple weeks, like your hands or your wrist will be almost like worn raw from, from pulling on the... Yeah, just because it's, it's like elastic, this heavy duty elastic is abrasive. Yeah. So what we did is we got a, uh, what we're calling a neoprene cuff, so it's just a two millimeter thick piece of neoprene that sits between your skin and the elastic, and no one else is doing this also. What that allows you to do is like, put the hurt on that thing, like get it as tight as you fucking can. Like without abrasive. Yeah, without your your skin being all torn up. Right. And um, like I could get this far tighter than I can one without any, uh, any neoprene there. And like another thing that happens is you sweat in these and then you roll them up and you toss them in your gym bag and the next time you go and bust them out, they smell like shit, you know? So uh, when we like, I, I sourced all these materials myself here in the U.S. and um, everything that in this product is manufactured using a microband antimicrobial technology. So it's like a treatment that uh, is antimicrobial. It basically what that means is that you can sweat in these things and they won't smell. And uh, the neoprene in particular is also treated with a moisture wicking treatment called Water Guard. So. Any sweat that gets on this, it wicks it to the surface and it dries up. So, yeah, like, gym gear is stinky. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and if we could solve that problem of, uh, like, if there's a cute girl you're trying to talk to and you walk up and you're just ranking, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's, that's not going to go well. So, uh, yeah. Pop your trunk open and it just, woo, yeah, yeah. Gym stuff. yeah, yeah. So and another simple thing too is like you'll notice like he's got the left, I have the right. So this is like an actual set, uh, left and right pair. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think there might be one other company that actually does a left and a right. The other one's like it's the same exact pattern. So you wrap them in opposite directions. So now you're getting wow. like your. It's not like equal pressure exactly. on either hand. It's not. Yeah, you're a little unbalanced. Right. Yeah. So like that's just a simple thing. Like you just make a make the opposite pattern. Yeah. So you have a left and a right, you know. What you wouldn't want two left shoes. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like, this all makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So rather than taking something that was out there and putting your label on it, yeah, which has been done, mm -hmm. you guys are completely re-engineered it. Yeah. Um, that's incredible, man. Yeah, and it's like it's so simple. Like when we started this this project out, it's like how hard could this be? Right. And it's like well. It turns out it is a <laughs> way, way, way harder than yeah. we thought it was gonna be. Like, you know? this is probably why a lot of people just take the easy route. And exactly. Get the template from China yeah. and put their name on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Which would be far cheaper, but it's just like cheaper and easier. But then you're it's just the same product that has the same problems. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're just. I'd like to think that anything we're gonna put out, it's like gonna be Solving like problems. a piece of us involved with. In it, you know what I mean? And it's like, I can't have my name on anything that's not the best that I can do. You know yeah. what I mean? And not even really yours. Like some, like those, those templates, like someone else designed that. That someone else is like, they literally just sew the label onto yeah. this. Like all the, right. if you go on Amazon, all the wraps that have a, a couple of stripes going down the middle are literally yeah. the exact same thing with a different label on it. Yeah. Um, and we were just like, not gonna do that, you know what I mean? So walk me through kind of the building steps because 
you experimented with China, mm. you recruited Cliff, you got a sewing machine now. Yeah. So kind of walk through some of the hurdles. Yeah, so like I, I wanted to get this done in China and he was kind of talking earlier about how when he was living in Harker Heights, there's like a, a problem with like you're not there with the other person. But when you're doing that in China, it's way worse, you know, like you got the language barrier, which is huge. Their internet sucks. And, um, like just getting simple ideas, like communicated was just ginormous pain in the ass. And the other thing was like, I honestly didn't know who, like where these were being manufactured or if the people were be treating, being treated like ethically, like who knows, maybe they had like a bunch of kids making them in a sweatshop and I have no idea. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Uh, so at that point I kind of like threw in the towel on that and was like, screw it, I'm just going to start all over and I'm going to try to get them done here in the U.S. Uh, sourcing all the materials myself. So like the first, the main thing that you have to source would be uh, this elastic. And that was a giant pain in the ass because there's, there's somebody that I follow who in business he says like, the answers to uh, all your problems are never like what, it's always who. Mm -hmm. It was like clearly like, we did not have the right person helping us out right. source the elastic. So anyways, something that I think could have taken like maybe a couple of months, like two months max, took at least twice that long, probably longer, just to get the materials manufactured the way that we wanted. Um, yeah, so we got, Basically got all the materials sourced after like tons of headaches and a lot of, uh, there's like many opportunities to throw in the towel and be like, fuck it, I quit, you know, like I could easily go back to doing electrical work. Um, I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see this through till the end. We, uh, so got all the materials sourced and then I found a, a local manufacturer here in Austin and uh, we provided all the material to them, everything like pre-cut, not everything, but the majority of the material pre-cut. And um, they started working on, on the project for us. And I'm gonna back up. So when I, when I was kind of like vetting them, yeah. the guy was like, man, like quality is the most important thing to us here. Like all my, you know, stitchers and seamstresses and everything, they all have 15 years experience and like quality is our number one priority. So we go, we get a, a portion of, like, we wanted to have a large amount of them manufactured, but we did it like a small run first just to work out all the kinks, which was wise. And uh, we go and we pick them up and it's like, these things, the, the quality was extremely poor. And it's just whoever, the person who's manufacturing them just did not put the care in to get like the stitching perfectly straight. And uh, so when I went to pick up, pick up the material, I came through, sorted it all out. There's like literally nothing that I thought was like a good enough, good enough quality to sell. Hmm. And um, so I had to go back and like argue with him. And he's like, well, you know, your customer's never going to notice. And this is not, you got to allow for some tolerances. So I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? In the beginning, you were saying like <laughs> quality was like the number one thing. And then now you're like backpedaling, like, like, this is not what you, you said, you know what I mean? Right. In, in their defense, one problem was they did not have the uh, exact right machine for the job, which is this machine right here. Yeah. So they were kind of limping through it with a, uh, like this is a walking oh, foot. Lower duty. Yeah, so they, they didn't lower have duty. the walking foot, which is like essential for this type of material. Yeah. And um, 
So it just did not go well. And I was like, all right, I gotta find somebody else. Um, so there was another manufacturer. We, we did some searching around, went to Dallas and talked to some people there. And the, the common factor was like, you need this machine. Most people don't own this machine. Like most yeah, factories. This is a very rare machine. Yeah, it's like, they just, they don't have the need for it. Most people don't, don't need it, you know? So every factory was like, you need the, the specific machine in order to do it. Um, and there was a, another manufacturer here in Austin that like repairs and manufactures firefighting gear. And I was like, all right, well, if they need the right machine, <laughs> maybe I'll just purchase the machine and like furnish it to them and right. they can operate the machine for me. And um, basically that's what we did with this manufacturer, the second manufacturer here in uh, Austin. And the material, so we again did a small run, just test things out. And with the right machine, they were the quality was even poorer than the first manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. dude, like, <laughs> why can't anybody do this straight? And like, I was kind of bird dogging the lady. Like, I would go over there and kind of check on them every yeah. once in a while. And it was like she would just like place the the wrist wrap on the machine, just like send it through, you know, without it like, you know, as it's going through, it's going like this. I'm like, dude, like that's not going to work, like. Yeah. They're used to manufacturing firefighting equipment, and I guess it doesn't matter what it looks like. You yeah, know they what I mean? They just yeah repair the stuff, so they don't function. It doesn't yeah. necessarily look exactly. Yeah. So uh, so we get back the materials from them, and it's just like this ain't gonna work. You know what it I mean? Was, it was awful. Yeah, it was, it was so, so disappointing because <laughs> we like we basically got all our our marketing channels set up, and we have to like in order to turn right. them on. We have to have material on Amazon right. to even sell to people. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, shit. What do we do? You know what I mean? And like, um, yeah. like basically, it's like, so I started doing research on like the industrial sewing machine, and like this is just like a tool. It's like it's just a machine, and um, I'm like very mechanical. Like I said before, I'm an electrician by trade, and like I like Cliff can like design and make some badass things on the computer and do all sorts of stuff uh like more technical type stuff that i have i cannot do but like tools i can do you know what i mean so after doing a bunch of research uh i was like well fuck dude like this is just a machine like nobody's gonna take the care that i'm gonna take to make sure every stitch is perfectly straight on these things like i feel like the best thing to do is for me to learn how to use the machine myself design a bunch of uh, jigs that and templates basically that go along with this and figure out how to do every step exactly perfectly and like master that myself. And then eventually when we hire somebody, I'll just be like everything, all the settings will be figured out. Yeah. The person will just be operating the machine. Yeah, exact template to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically where we're at. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, sooner than later, I'll be able to start pumping these bad boys out, but it is a, there's a learning curve involved in. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've noticed. I mean, you you guys are ready to start selling these. You got a website, you got yeah. Instagram, you got the Amazon's ready to roll. Yeah, you just need these product. Yeah, yes, that's the main. So, absolutely right. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my experience was similar, but almost in reverse, where I was sewing bads, mm. uh, more of an art form. Sure. 
And then as I was trying to scale that, I thought, you know, I need some helpers or I need to outsource this to China. Yeah. Um, I did send some prototypes to India, mm -hmm. got a few back. Quality was actually pretty good. But yeah. The price was about even. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I might as well pay some Americans to do the same job. Yeah. But the communication, like you said, I mean, yeah. it's, it's virtually impossible. One thing that I was, was like <laughs> yeah. super disappointing to me was when I was dealing with China, yeah. like their quality was actually far better than the people who I was paying at least twice as much to do it here. And it was just like, this is not good. I think, like it was disappointing. You, you know, know what why I mean? that is? I think it's, they have the tools. Yeah. They have the exact tools. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think yeah. a lot of their stuff is automated. Like they have uh, the like robotics and stuff too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, they're paying the people so little that they can, rather than just send the, the wrist wrap through there, trying to make them as quick as they can, they can spend a little bit more time to do them right. But it was just like really disappointing to me. It was like <laughs> the whole point of doing them here in the US is for like pride, like pride type reasons. Right. And when they provide something that like, I just literally cannot sell, it was just really, it, it was difficult for me. Yeah. Let's take a look at this packaging because it's pretty intense yeah. also. Um, you put a lot of thought and effort yeah. into... You want to... This is kind of a Cliff's baby right yeah. here. <laughs> Turned out super dope. Yeah, man. Uh, so this is the top. Sloan Wraps. I didn't design this logo. He had someone else do that, but uh, everything Long else... Long time ago. Yeah, uh, everyone else, or everything else here, it, I designed, but basically like... Uh, it's got the magnetic closure, which I'm super proud of. Yeah. It says, uh, the past is gone and the future never comes. And you open it up, all you have is now. And this is uh, an earlier prototype for the wrap, so. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's got the uh, handcrafted in Austin, Texas, which is why we're, we really want to make sure that they're staying in Austin, Texas, being yeah. created there. Um, that was the intent from the beginning. And, uh, so we want to keep that going, and there's all the little details on the back. You can take a look at it if you want. Yeah, from what I can tell, I mean, this product is just completely, you know, it's thoughtfully designed exactly. from top to bottom. And so, you know, when you spoke to me about it earlier, you said that you just want people to be proud of it. Yeah, and like have like, when they open it up, have like an experience, like knowing like, okay, somebody really cares about yeah. what they what they built right here. Yeah. Like, Everybody is putting they, they they roll these up and they put them in a uh, in a plastic bag with yeah. a little card that says leave us a five star review on Amazon, and it's just like <laughs> there's just no like right. care there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's For just sure. that's it's just, just it's kind of like loosely uh, based off the iPhone box. So it's got it's got the feel. Um, it's very tactical, tactical, tactile, 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 tactile experience. Um, it's got, I mean, it feels good, you open it up, it's got the magnet that snaps closed when you close it, and it's just like, you know, just gives you the feeling of like, these guys took every, like, care and every step, even with the packaging. Like, yeah. cause we'd, we'd like to like, think people would like, save the box and like, put them in the box. Yeah, you know like, I mean? store them like, in the box. Don't, you yeah. don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. But, it, or maybe use the box for something else. Just like slide this out of yeah. your gym bag. That's what I usually do is yeah. like, you know, I'll save the box I like. Yeah. Repurpose it. For like, likewise, man. Yeah. So, 
I mean, that's just, it's kind of like an indication of, uh, like, our, our, yeah, and our philosophy, like, every step we put thought and effort into, and, like, we want to be the best that we possibly can be. Putting them in a plastic bag with a little card in there, we can do better than that, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, if, uh, if you want the best, yeah. then you buy the things that we're going to provide. It's like, what were you saying about the, uh, the Rolexes and their Yeah, packaging? like, if you buy a Rolex watch, like, it comes in this crazy box that, like, you open it up and it, like, has gears in it and it twists and spins and then, like, the watch, like, pops up or some shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, whoever, like, the type of person that buys a Rolex watch, um, they want to have, like, an experience and, and pride in that product, you know? And, um, yeah, like, if you, if you spend, I don't know how much Rolexes are, like, 20 mm -hmm. grand, probably more. A lot. Like, when you get that thing, if you open up that box, you're, you're going to have some like, sort of experience and feeling, you right, know what I mean? Like, this is money well spent. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> if you're the type of dude that can afford it, uh, then you yeah. will. So. Well, for the listeners, the product is available right now. It's just not being promoted. And so if you want to get in early, um, pick up a wrist strap, where can we find you? Go for it. So if you want to go straight to uh, the purchase route, you can go to Amazon.com and just search for Sloan wrist wraps, and you'll see a picture of them. There, there's a set of them. It'll be the number one thing after their sponsored listings, of course. But um, so just type Sloan wrist wraps. You can go there. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook, and both of those are at Sloan Therapy. Um, Sloan spelled S O S L O A N. Um, yeah. And then we got the website too. Yeah, the website fitnessestherapy.com. Yeah. And if you guys like wanted to reach out to me directly, uh, you could just email me. It's Eric at fitnessestherapy. And, um, .com. yeah, at fitnessestherapy.com. And like, if you guys want to email me, and say you listen to the podcast, we give you some sort of discount on the uh, on the purchase of the wrist wraps. That would really help us out. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, things are looking good. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. This yeah. Is, this is really a good product. Just start making them. Yeah, you know what I mean? like we're, we're honestly really excited too to yeah. actually do this because like I, I have a background in uh, framing and construction work and stuff like that too. Yep. Uh, and I've always enjoyed working with so like, yeah. we're, we're both actually, like, we know it's going to be a lot of work, but we're really excited to, uh, to figure this out. And we got, like, everything set up yeah. here to finally do like, it. Like, we're at, we're it just took a little bit of time to get everything situated. We're, uh, at an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in, uh, I don't know. In Austin somewhere. Somewhere in Austin. <laughs> somewhere on Earth. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Well, I'm going to uh, add on to the, the show notes, again, where to find you guys. Um, we'll link that up afterwards, but I appreciate you guys. Your time. Likewise, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Friendship. So much, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was fun, dude. Thanks.